Welcome to another episode of the Yours Truly podcast. I'm your host, Claire Tuning, a peanut butter and jelly enthusiast turned registered dietitian, yoga teacher, nutrition coach, and entrepreneur. I believe that happiness and health comes from the ability to truly nourish your body, mind, and spirit through food, movement, and relationships. That's what this podcast is all about. Together, we'll learn to eat gently, move freely, and love fiercely, and probably make a lot of puns along the way. So join me and my stellar squad of guests to learn the tools that you need to break free from a world of diet culture and negativity to fully, gently, and mindfully step into your own source of power. Yours, Julie, Claire. Here we go. Hello, podcast family. This is Claire, your host, the one woman weirdo wacko show behind Yours Truly Nutrition and, of course, by association, the Yours Truly podcast. So we are reconvening here today on Wednesday or whatever day you are listening to this episode like we do weekly for what is now episode 55 of the Yours Truly podcast. So before we even get into today's episode, the topic the featured goal-slaying post of the week. I have two super exciting announcements, and I honestly can't decide which one I am more excited for. I think you will probably actually definitely be more excited for the latter announcement, but I'm super excited about the former. So starting out, today I'm recording this on Monday, August 12th. I have been waiting waiting for Thursday, August 15th for many months now. Honestly, I think I've been waiting for this day since my middle school career as a Jonas Brothers fan. If you don't know anything about the podcast, of course, I'm a dietitian. We talk about intuitive eating, but I'm also mildly obsessed with not only peanut butter and jelly, but also the Jonas Brothers. And if you've been living under a rock for the past couple of months, allow me to shine the light upon you and let you crawl out from under the rock because the Jonas Brothers are back together, my friends. They are reconvening They are reigniting their friendship and their brotherhood, and they recently came out with a new album that rocked my socks. Like, I haven't stopped listening to it from the day that it came out on June 4th. Or was it July? I'm pretty sure it was June 4th, like over three months ago at this point. Haven't stopped listening, but they're going on tour. My friends and I bought tickets. It's going to be one of the best days of my entire life. You think I'm exaggerating, but I'm not. If you yourself are a Jonas Brothers fan or if there's a middle school girl screaming inside of you to get out because you are also excited about the Jonas Brothers getting back together, I know you can relate to me on my level of excitement right now. So if you want to follow along with that fun, I can't promise I'm going to be on Instagram stories a lot during the concert because I want to be present. I want Joe Jonas to look me in the eyes and tell me he loves me. Yes, that was a reference to one of their songs. If you know, you know. But maybe I'll be a little bit on story so you can follow along. You can maybe hear some of their songs and you can see them rock the socks off of the stage. So I won't go down the Jonas Brothers tangent any longer because you're probably like, Claire, please shut up about the Jonas Brothers and talk about intuitive eating which is really why you came to the podcast. So before we get there, the second announcement that I have is a fun super top secret at this moment giveaway that I am going to be announcing on Wednesday, this Wednesday, August 14th. That would be at 
precisely 6 p.m. Eastern time, and it will be announced on my Instagram story. So I realize as I'm recording this, this episode is going to release on Wednesday, August 14th. But since I will release this episode in the morning, I can't give away what it's going to be, but I can give you a couple of hints. So I've been teasing at this on my Instagram story, giving away hints, because it's going to be the first time I've ever done something like this. It's going to be live, something that I do in live time. It's going to be, like I said, unlike anything I've ever done before. It's going to provide you with some answers and some tips to hopefully meet you where you are at in your intuitive eating journey, add value, give you some tips and some actionable items. And you're going to be able to interact with me live on this thing. If I'm being vague, it's because I'm trying to be vague, but I'm going to take Q&A time, I'm going to answer some questions, and it's only going to be open to a limited number of spots because since this is my first time doing this super fun, top secret, exciting thing, I want to keep the group small, I want to keep it intimate so that I can connect with everyone who is taking part so I can answer everyone's questions, and if it goes well, it will be something that I do over and over again with different topics every time. So this first time I am offering it, probably the first couple of times that I am offering it, it is completely for free simply because I love, 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 love talking about all things intuitive eating. I want to give you guys the most free value that I possibly can to help support you, to help to strengthen your journey. So I really, really hope you will be as excited about this as I am. So that being said, with there only being a limited number of spots for this super top secret project that is being announced on Wednesday, it will be on a first come first serve basis. So that being said, apologies in advance for anyone who might not have an Instagram, but that is simply where I am announcing this for ease. So I won't get like an influx of all of the things coming from all of the platforms. So I highly recommend if I have you intrigued, if you are interested in receiving free value and more connection with yours, Julie, to strengthen your health and your intuitive eating journey, that you be on or around or near your phone, specifically the Instagram app, around 6 p.m. Eastern Time this Wednesday, August 14th, because like I said, once I announce it, once my story goes up, because it will be announced on stories, I will take the first however many of people who I'm accepting, I will take their emails, we will get the thing started, and it will be closed from there on. And of course, if I get good feedback, if it goes really well, there is is potential to do more in the future. So bottom line, if you're interested, be around your phone today, Wednesday, August 12th, or sorry, no, August 14th, getting all my dates mixed up, but be around your phone so that you can reply if you have interest. If you don't, then I'm going to stop talking about it now. So lucky for you. So that being said, those are my two fun announcements to start off the podcast. But of course, before we get things rolling into the main topic of discussion for today, we have to cover the Yours Truly Goal Slayer feature post of the week. So this post in our private Facebook community comes from one of my one-on-one clients who I have been working with since this past January. So calculate January to August, however many months that makes, what is it, eight or nine, we have been working together 
And she wrote an amazing post that I'm going to read through. I'm going to try not to stumble over my words. So here it goes. She writes, I had another amazing call with Claire yesterday. Hiring Claire in January came from a place of fear, scarcity, and lack. I wanted a quick fix. I wanted to only eat, air quote, healthy foods. I didn't trust myself around food. I felt out of control, and like all of my food choices were emotional. Food was a coping mechanism that I abused. I hated who I was around food, but I was done living like that. Sometimes something needed to change, and Claire was my knight in shining armor. When I started posting things on Healthy, which is the app that we use to communicate about food, movement, and life in general, it at first came from a place of needing validation and also giving food a lot of moral power. My posts basically all had the subtext of, aren't I so good for eating this? Gosh, am I a bad person for eating this? This definitely is bad to eat, right? I hardly even noticed it until this week when I started sharing updates of my food choices with Claire again. Life is a balancing act, am I right? And last week when I was around some really restrictive family members, but I'm not afraid of food anymore. I have all of the power. I eat to serve myself physically, emotionally, and socially. I also work out because I have found a movement that I love and I really want to do. And I'm finally starting to see that I have value at all times and I can relax every once in a while. It's been amazing to look back and remember when I was afraid and full of shame and to not feel any of that anymore. It's a blink or you'll miss it sort of transformation, but right now I feel so whole. Claire has helped me with so much emotional healing and life guidance, as well as help with food and nourishment. It's incredible. I had no idea what this journey would bring, but it has been so worth it. Claire offers so much value and devotes so much time to everyone, as you probably know because all of the free content that she offers here, on this page, and on her Instagram, and holds space for you wherever you are in your journey, and helps you to create specific goals to each client she knows that are well, that didn't come out right, wherever you are in your journey and helps create specific goals to each client she knows are achievable and freeing. If you have thought about working with Claire, but for whatever reason have said no to the opportunity up until this point, I want to encourage you to at least DM her about setting up a time to talk. You and your body and your sanity are worth it. I know what it feels like to be afraid of certain foods or not wanting people to see me eat certain foods or denying myself foods that I love and that nourish me because they're too expensive or I didn't think I should eat them or other people would judge me for eating them. But I also now know what it's like to trust that I know how to take care of myself and ask for help when I don't know something. You deserve that freedom. So I'm not going to do a ton of elaborating on this post because I think it speaks for itself. And I want to say thank you so much to this goal slayer, to this awesome human being who I have had the pleasure of knowing and working with for up to eight months so far. And our journey continues. She is such an amazing light in our community. And I'm so proud of the progress that she has made. So if what she had to say resonates with you, if you are looking for that same blink or you'll miss it type of transformation like she talks about where she feels whole, she no longer feels 
feels scared or anxious around food. She no longer looks for validation around those choices, but now she knows and she's confident in her ability to nourish her body and know what she needs rather than other people say that she needs. I really do encourage you to do what she said. Reach out to me via DM, via Facebook, wherever you'd like to get in contact with me. And I would love to chat about some goals that you could set for yourself or I could help you set to meet you where you are at so you don't remain stuck in a negative relationship with food, your body, or movement for the rest of your life because, as she says, you deserve freedom from that. So, that being said, this is the point in the podcast where I hand the invitation, I extend the invitation for you to come join us in the Yours Truly Goal Slaying Facebook community. It is filled with posts like this, with free videos and free trainings that I do, and it is an open forum for anyone and everyone to come learn more about intuitive eating, to ask questions, to get my support and community support from other individuals who are traveling this similar road of taking down diet culture one bite at a time, quite literally. So if you want to come and join us, there is a simple application that I will have you fill out so that A, I can get to know a bit more about you and B, you can learn how we function as a community. So if you're looking for this application, you can do two very simple things to get your hands on it. Thing number one is you can seek me out on Instagram. If you click the link in my bio at Claire Tuning, it will be a drop down menu. There is a button there that is very clearly labeled join the Facebook community and it will give you the application there. If you're not on Instagram, like I said a few moments earlier, apologies already that you are going to miss the fun thing that I'm announcing on Wednesday, but the good news for you is you can still join us in the Facebook community, so you can simply search the Yours Truly Goal Slayers on Facebook. It will pop up as a private community. Hit request to join. That request will come directly to me, and then I will send you a personal message with a link to the application. So as you can tell here, everything we do here at Yours Julie is very personal. If you're listening to this podcast and you haven't had some sort of like personal connection message or DM from me, I'm surprised because I feel like I talk to a lot of you guys. So reach out to me. I would be happy to invite you to the community and help you with anything that you need. So da 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 Super fancy transition music that you know we use every single week. It's kind of dawning on me that maybe I should have had a Jonas Brothers song queued up at this point in time. Oh, wait, actually. <laughs> LOL. If you're thinking, Claire, was that actually planned? No, it wasn't. I was honestly listening to the Jonas Brothers earlier this morning, and I still have Spotify pulled up on my computer. So SOS was playing. So there we go. Fancy transition music from not only Claire, but also the Joe Bros this afternoon, morning, whenever you are listening to this. So I want to talk about a topic today on the podcast that I get a lot of questions about. And many people come to me with this thought, with this fear, if you could even call it that, wondering what the heck do I do? As we know, your intuitive eating journey is filled with lots of ups and downs, is filled with a lot of questions as you go through the process of 
unlearning diet rules and relearning how to nourish your body in a way that is best for you. And this is one of the questions that I get all of the time. So I'm actually going to read yet another post from our Goal Slaying Facebook community. No, I will never shut up about this community because it is the best place in my very biased opinion on the internet. So if you're not there, come and join us. But uh, whoever posted this, uh, a woman in our group, she's actually a new member. I'm super excited that she reached out. So I'm going to read the post to her because I, or to you rather, <laughs> not to her. Well, maybe she's listening, but I'm going to read the post and then go through a two or three step process that I give to anyone and everyone who has the same question or is maybe struggling with this same thing. So she writes, I'm hoping for some tips and some guidance with something. How do you balance feeling regret for something that you ate because of how it left you feeling physically versus the old mindsets of guilt, shame, and judgment around food? I'm struggling a bit with this one as I reintroduce air quote off limits food. And I am finding that some genuinely don't leave me feeling that well. Thanks in advance. So she brings up a really important topic here, and there's kind of two ways that we can take this conversation. So for many people who I start working with one-on-one in my coaching program, or for many people even in the Facebook community, they know that I talk about removing the moral obligation from food a lot. Because food is not something that is good or bad, sinful, you know, shameful, guilt-inducing. It is not any of these things that diet culture has taught us about food. It simply is food. So she's kind of talking about a stage in the journey where we know this. We know that food is not any of those things that I have listed. We know that we are not a good or a bad human being from what we are eating, but it has kind of left her at a stage in her journey where she's overcoming diet rules and she's not necessarily feeling mentally guilty because again, she's gotten to a place in her journey where she's past that or she's actively working through it, but she's realizing that many foods that she is letting back into her life that used to be off limits physically don't leave her feeling that great. So if you're kind of coming to this question or you're hearing this podcast and you're kind of thinking that a lot of the times the guilt and the negativity that you feel around food is more mental than it is physical, I'm going to encourage you to, of course, continue listening to this episode, but really go back to a couple of prior episodes where I have talked about how to remove this guilt rhetoric from food, how to dissociate any negative feelings mentally with food because it really is just food. So there are many tips, many resources that I have put out before on that topic, and I really encourage you to go back and dig into those resources. But if you're at a point in your intuitive eating journey where you don't feel as much mental guilt and shame for eating, but you're kind of realizing that some of the foods you're starting to eat again are leading you down a road of feeling physically not great, well, then we need to have a conversation about that. Because I think intuitive eating gets a bad rap sometimes because we really reduce it to, or the people who make fun of intuitive eating or mock intuitive eating, they reduce it to 
eat all of the air quote junk food that you've been restricting, you know, eat like crap, eat all the time, eat wherever you want, you know, have excuses to eat food everywhere. And that is really not what intuitive eating is, not only because you don't need an excuse to eat food, but it's also not that because we are relearning how to eat food in a way that nourishes our body in more ways than one in a way that feels best to us. So we're relearning how to nourish our body physically in a way that keeps us feeling energized, that keeps us feeling good digestively, that helps us keep going throughout our day. We're learning how to nourish our body in ways that doesn't leave us feeling deprived or restricted or regretting any food decisions. So it really is a relearning of how to make the best decisions for you. But with that relearning process, of course, is going to come with figuring out what foods do and don't work best for you. So I will say if you're coming to this conversation of intuitive eating and you've been very restrictive for a very long time, or you've been maybe cutting out major macronutrient groups, major food categories from your life, well, then it kind of makes sense that you will have some digestive discomfort as you start to add these foods back in. Think about it. If you've been under-fueling your body, if you haven't been eating to your body's needs, whatever that may look like for you, when you start reintroducing not only the amount of food that is more sufficient and appropriate for your body, but also the different types of food and the varieties of food, well, it makes sense that your body may have forgotten what it feels like to digest some of those things or the feelings of fullness, the feelings of digesting the amount of food that you need to sustain energy on a daily basis, it makes sense that that at first may come with a little bit of discomfort. But I think the thing to realize here is there, there's different types of discomfort, right? So if you're eating something and it maybe didn't settle well with you, that is one thing because all feelings of physical discomfort, usually digestively speaking, they will pass and you will end up feeling okay and better the next day. And that's amazing. Our GI tracts are resilient in that way. It is something different if you reincorporate a food in your intuitive eating journey and it made you physically sick, it produced a reaction, something really negative happened. Well, it kind of goes without saying that if you realize that is happening, then you probably need to stay away from that food indefinitely or for good, right? And that isn't coming out of the mindset of I have to restrict myself or this food is bad or X, Y, and Z, the morality around food. That food may just not be good for you. Again, if it produced sickness, if it you know got you in like a bedridden state, if you had any extreme GI upset or like I said, physical reaction to the food, well then that makes sense to not incorporate that food. However, if you're coming back to the conversation of food and you just have, I don't know, a little bit of bloating here and there, maybe some cramping with certain foods, but it's not anything severe or anything dire, I want to let you know that again, depending on where you are coming from in your journey and how restrictive you have been, reincorporating foods, reincorporating enough food really can come with a little bit of digestive discomfort because your system has to kind of kick back into gear. Your body has to say, oh, 
oh my goodness, there's food present that we have to digest. This is new. This is interesting. This is different. So it kind of has to readapt and re-up its ability to digest the amount of food that you need or certain types of food that you need. Again, take that advice as you will. Some foods you may eat and you never want to eat again because of how it impacted you. And that food then isn't good for you. But with other foods, if it's something again that produced a smaller reaction, that again, the discomfort faded rather quickly, it can just be reassuring to say, hey, this will pass with time and how can I better serve my body in the future? So that being said, that's my little caveat of discussion kind of getting into this, but I have a two slash three step process to hopefully help anyone who has maybe felt this before, who has been in this situation, to move you forward feeling physically your best while also figuring out what foods you enjoy, are satisfying to you, and are best for you. So the first thing, tip number one, is kind of what I was saying earlier. So just remove any guilt from the situation, remove any morality from the food. And since we already talked about removing morality from food, right, you are not good or bad for choosing a certain food, you are just a human who enjoyed a food. Unless the food was past its expiration date, was rancid, right, or unless the food was stolen or you got your hands on the food in an unethical way, there was nothing bad about that situation. That was just you enjoying some food as a human being, Are you as you are entitled to do from the moment that you were born. But the other thing that I want to say is this feeling can kind of come with, with feelings of guilt, right? Maybe she says here, it left me feeling physically bad, which kind of left me to feel guilty, like I wasn't doing something good for my body, like I was ignoring my body's cues. And again, it's normal that we associate feelings with guilt or shame when we end up feeling bad or not so great after an eating experience, because that is kind of how diet culture has taught us to think, right? They teach us to think, well, if you don't feel great all the time, or if you aren't prescribing perfectly to this plan, then something is wrong with you and that you have done a bad job and that you weren't, air quote, listening to your body as good as you should have been with intuitive eating. But the thing about this is there is nothing to feel bad about when you are doing what you can to best learn how to serve your body. So in the conversation of this goal slayer who posted this in our Facebook community, she arrived at this situation because she was simply doing her best to reincorporate some old off-limit foods into her life. Maybe she didn't want to feel controlled by that food anymore. She wanted to improve her intuitive eating journey or take food's power away from it, right? Which is normal, which is what we want to do in the intuitive eating journey. There's nothing to feel bad about in this situation. Even if something that you eat in this experimentation phase or this rebelling from diets phase, even if something that you eat leaves you feeling physically a little bit uncomfortable, that's nothing to feel guilty about because your intention behind that was not to harm your body, Your intention behind that was not to not take recognition to your body's cues, right? Your intention behind allowing an off-limits foods was to heal the relationship to food and your own body and to once again take away that food's power over you, which are great intentions, which align with the intuitive eating journey. So something that I tell all of my clients all the time, any of them who are listening are probably, oh, good Lord, 
here Claire goes again, but something that I say a lot is you do not wake up one morning ready to take on the day and be your best self if you dug yourself into a hole of guilt, shame, and negativity the night before. Again, I know the tendency to fall into this trap of blaming ourselves, of feeling bad, of feeling guilty is one that is taught to us by diet culture, but digging yourself in that hole is not going to help you show up the next day or in the next opportunity with food as a better version of yourself. It's only going to distract you and take you back down that dieting path. So the first tip that I have for you, once you have removed morality from the conversation, once you know that your intention behind this was not to harm your body or was not to bring yourself pain or discomfort, we can really start to move forward in being what I call an intuitive eating detective. So again, this is one of my sound bites that all of my clients are probably hearing and they're like, oh, here she goes yet again with something that she will not shut up about. But I encourage anyone and everyone, whether it's my family, my clients, my friends, people listening to this podcast, I encourage you to really shift the perspective and think about every eating experience being an opportunity to learn something about your body. So take, for example, this goal slayer who ate something that used to be off-limits, or she was working to reintroduce some off-limits foods. In recognizing that she felt physically uncomfortable or not so great afterwards, she didn't do anything wrong. Like I said before, her intention was not to harm her body. She just learned something about how her body responds to certain foods. And isn't that kind of the whole point of an intuitive eating journey? The point is to unlearn all of this unhelpful diet culture rhetoric, these rules, these guidelines that control our lives and take us to a point of negativity with our health, both physically and mentally. We're unlearning all of that and we're relearning what works best for us. So it kind of has to come with a spirit of curiosity, a spirit of playfulness, really, of figuring out, hey, that didn't work so well for me. What is maybe something that I can do different next time? Or what's a different combination or variation on that food that I can try that maybe would leave me feeling differently or better after I ate it? So again, once you remove the guilt that is associated with situations like this, you open up a lot of space. You open up a lot of mental real estate to say, hey, what can I learn about myself from this situation? And instead of feeling bad, instead of blaming ourselves, we can really take this curiosity type of approach to say, well, thank goodness that I worked to let this food back into my life or to reintroduce it because now I know that in future experiences when I maybe choose to not have this food or eat it in a different way, I'm not choosing to forego the food because of a diet reason because it has too many calories, because it's too high in fat, because I'm afraid of it, right? Which is what diet culture would keep us in that bubble for. But now we can say, you know what? 
I'm choosing to not eat that food because it didn't set that well with me last time, and I'm gonna try to find something else that would better suit my needs right now. Do you see the difference there? We're learning how to make choices for our own body, not based on a diet, not based on my fitness pal, not based on the time on the clock if you're intermittent fasting, but now we're figuring out how to make the best decisions for our body based on what we have found to be true and best serving for us. There's a big difference there. So those are the two things that I would say to anyone who has been in a situation like this before, which is bound to happen. Remember, like I said at the beginning of the episode, if you've cut major food groups out of your life for a certain amount of time, if you've been largely under-fueling your body, and then you start to loosen up the reins a little bit because you need to, not only for your physical health, but for your emotional, for your social, for all of the other realms of health, but when you loosen the reins a little bit, and you start to reincorporate some of these foods, it makes sense that you're going to end up in certain situations where maybe physically you don't feel so great afterwards. And that's okay because your body has to readjust. Your body has to refigure out how to exist with certain foods like these, but it doesn't mean that you've done a bad job. It doesn't mean you're a bad intuitive eater. It doesn't mean you're taking advantage of intuitive eating like I've heard some clients tell me. It doesn't mean that you don't care about your health or your physical well-being. It simply means that you are doing what you need to do to figure out how to best take care of yourself and how to best nourish yourself for the long run of life, not just for the next 30 days. So I hope this episode found you well. If you ever find yourself in an opportunity like this, I hope you can use this two-step process of removing the guilt and then really putting on your intuitive eating detective monocle and saying, hey, what can I do different next time? Do I maybe not need to eat that food entirely if it led me down a road of feeling really terrible like I talked about earlier? Or maybe can I eat it in combination with another food to make it more satisfying and more filling? Maybe can I eat it at a different time of the day? Can I eat it with a different sauce or a different type of cheese, right? Can I pair it with another food? It really is just asking yourself these questions of what can I do next time to help advocate for myself and to leave myself feeling as best as possible. So that being said, that is all I have for you today, my Yours Truly Goal Slaying podcast family. I don't know why I just said the Yours Truly Goal Slaying podcast. (laughs) That is not the name of this podcast, guys. It is the Yours Truly podcast. The Goal Slayers is the name of the Facebook community. I think because we were so heavy in Facebook content today, my brain automatically went to the Goal Slaying community. But if you found anything in this podcast helpful, whether it was my tips here close to the end, whether it was the conversation about the Jonas Brothers and taking a little jam sesh break for the Jonas Brothers here in the middle of the podcast, please do not hesitate to share this episode with one individual who you may think it could help. So you can take a screenshot of this episode and send it to one of your friends, a coworker, your mom, your dad. You can hit the three little dots on the bottom right-hand corner of the screen if you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That will give you a shareable link. Anyone who clicks on it will be taken directly to this podcast episode. Or 
you can just go and rave about it to anyone and everyone who will listen to you. So I really appreciate you tuning into today's episode of the podcast. If you haven't already, but you're coming back week after week and you feel like you're getting a lot of value and a lot of really actionable steps and takeaways from these episodes, I would be so, so, so grateful if you could take a couple of moments out of your day to tap that five-star rating and leave any review to tell us what you learned, to tell us what you loved, to tell us what you want to hear more about, because the rating and the review section is really what is going to help grow this podcast so that it can reach the audience and the ears of the individuals who need to hear it. So without further ado, stay tuned for not only next week's episode next Wednesday, but also the release or the announcement of the super top secret project that is coming this Wednesday or today, if you're listening to the podcast on the day it was released, but on the 14th of August, 6 p.m. EST on my Instagram story. I really hope to see you there claiming your spot in this very fun, exciting thing that I have going on. But until next week, yours truly.